Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Real Thoughts with Chris. I am your host, Chris. This is the makeup episode for last weekend, which if you guys caught that PSA that I released, you guys would know that also. Along with that, you also know what I'm doing regarding my movie reviews, that it's going to be the Predator and Predator 2. Video game-wise, you guys know one of my podcasts is going to be in the reviewing of the new PS4 Spider-Man game. The other one is actually going to be over the somewhat uh, side-scrolling 2D shooter Broforce, which I will get to later in this podcast. Movie-wise, there's not really been much movie news, possibly a rehiring of James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Apparently, the new Predator movie that's coming out, that came out yesterday, or today, exactly, is doing fair, I guess? It's not doing as bad as they predict them, from what I've been hearing, but... A lot of people are kind of upset because they say the first two acts of the movie are good, but it does seem to fall apart in the third act. And I guess there's a post credit scene. I won't know. I won't find out until I go see it sometime next week. In regards to next week's review uh, podcast, I possibly will also be doing a review for the house. I think it's the house with the clock within its walls, which stars Jack Black. So you know, I might be doing a two-movie m- review on uh, two movies for one podcast. I don't know yet. I want to see how both of them go and then go from there. Uh, any um, Another movie related topic is that we are supposed to be getting a Captain Marvel trailer released next week. So if that does drop, I will do a my thoughts, kind of like a thoughts um, review on it, possibly. I'm not sure. I am kind of excited for it, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not huge into Captain Marvel so I guess it'll just go from there really video game wise I haven't heard really really any video game news but for those of you interested in fighting games I think it is sometime this month towards the end of it Soul Calibur I think it's 6 is releasing and for those of you who are a fan of The Witcher Geralt is going to be in Soul Calibur 6 as a playable character so that's a little fun (laughs) little tidbit for you there also in regards to that the big updates or big games that are coming out for those of you that's ready for October is Red Dead Redemption 2 and Call of Cthulhu which are the two I'm looking at really heavily and I probably will do a review over those when I get the chance to play them anyways let's get this movie review going so Meet me over in the movie corner, I guess. I'm coming up with a name for that one still. I'm still trying to figure out the kinks for that one. But anyways, let's get over there and we'll talk about The Predator. Alright, here is the review for The Predator 1987. It was directed by John McTiernan, and the cast includes Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch Schaefer, Carl Weathers is Al Dillon, and Ke- uh, Kevin Peter Hall, or yeah, it's Kevin Peter Hall, sorry, as the iconic Predator. Now, the plot for the film, for those of you who don't know, is that a special forces team under the command of Dutch Schaefer are ordered to assist CIA agent Al Dillon, of course, played by Carl Weathers, on a rescue mission in a remote South American jungle. While they're there, they are 
you know, supposed to be looking for troops. They actually have a small kind of fight with some people, which is a great action scene all of its in itself. It comes with some wonderful one-liners from Arnold, like stick around and from Jesse Ventura, you know, saying, I don't have time to, I, I ain't got time to bleed. So, you know, there's some cool action scenes in there and some cool one-liners. Now, not only are they there, but unfortunately, a certain alien that we all know and love has decided to make the same jungle that they are in its hunting ground, which causes Dutch's team and the Predator to have a like terrifying game of cat and mouse as they go back and forth. Now, one thing I love about this movie, and I have to say it, it is my, one in, in my 15 possibly top movies of all time. It's in there. I absolutely love this film. From the fact that it's all—it's an '80s action film, but it's also like an '80s horror film. It doesn't really stick to both, in a sense. I mean, the beginning of the movie is very '80s action oriented. You know, from the giant explosions, the weird like all of them are giant, muscular, and they all have like big egos. From like Jesse Ventura trying to offer everybody dip and nobody accepting it, and he's calling him, excuse me for the harsh language, harsh language, but a bunch of faggots. And then saying if they chew it, they'll make him to a goddamn uh, sexual tyrannosaur like himself. It's like this, you know, that one's, that's a freaking hilarious in the movie. To actually Shane Black, the director of the new Predator, you know, making jokes with, I think it's Billy. I can't remember the actual actor's name, but the character he talks to is Billy in the movie. So from there, you know, it's also funny too with the 80s action, you know. For the one-liners, like I just previously stated, to that weird handshake that they have in the beginning of the movie, you know, between the two, like, sort of, like, one hero and kind of the antagonist, like, a side antagonist, really, with Dylan, that weird, you know, you son of a bitch, and that handshake that really holds on there, and it's, it looks like it's about to explode from testosterone, just how, like, manly and just sheer badass it is, which is really weird, um, from that part, after the action, you know, up to the action scene when they actually do discover the team they're looking for skinned alive once they find that team it automatically switches gears and you can tell it from being you know them stalking around the jungle you know pretty much full of themselves knowing they're going to pretty much beat ass in a sense to once they see those bodies and knowing something human didn't do those it automatically switches gears like i said and becomes a very tense movie knowing at any point the predator could come out and kill them it's great too because once you watch the movie again, you kind of feel like you don't know, like once they actually get boots in South Africa, like once they start their mission, you don't know if the Predator's watching them the whole time. You always have this weird feeling the second time you watch it. Which it's, it's great. It makes the movie ten, like a hundred times better. And that's in the second time viewing. Because you don't know when it's actually starting to watch them and when it's not watching them. And also, once, like I said, once they find the bodies and it starts to get the tense action, group members of Dutch's team start getting picked off. You know, Jesse Ventura gets a plasma caster bolt through the chest. Uh, crap, what's him? He's from Commando. I can't remember his name, but he gets his arm... Uh, not, he gets shot in the face. Carl Weathers, or Dylan, gets his arm blown off. And that, you know, famous scene where his arm's just laying on the ground shooting the gun. You know, he's holding his... Like stub where his arm used to be, you know, in some pain. You know, it's getting picked off in horrifically, like, brutal fashion. 
it's actually kind of scary. I, when I watched it as a kid, it did kind of terrify me, but I was so enticed by the film, I wanted to keep watching it and re-watch it. It was just so good in that sense. I mean, from the excellent stalking scenes where you're actually, you know, looking through the eyes of the predator when everything's in, uh, crap. Well, you know, it has its uh, visor through you know, the different uh, voices it can make. You know, the slow paced movements of all the team, because now they're, no, they're on edge. They don't know where this thing's at because they know it's invisible. But they do know they can kill it. <laughs> and if it bleeds, they can kill it. But they're going to find it. That's the, you know, hardest part of the movie. And then also, once it switches scenes, there are so many famous, uh, my great parts in the film. Sorry, I'm kind of going back and forth. But there are so many great parts in this movie, like I said previously, with the action scenes of the 80s, to once it gets to the halfway point when it starts becoming horror, with all the scenes of, you know, I just said, the, the team dying, to the scene I know I've talked about in the podcast before, but when Arnold is caked in mud after he just barely got away from the Predator, he's been setting up all, like, just a bunch of booby traps, and pretty much in a giant call-out to the Predator itself, he has that torch, it's lit ablaze, and he's just on top of a tree, just screaming, letting him know where he's at so they'll come and fight. It's probably one of my favorite moments in all of cinema. Just from, and it's still, and it gives me chills till this day. Still, it's amazing. Now, there are some things I have to say. I kind of don't like with the film. It's kind of this nitpicky stuff, really. One of the things is is that it's an advanced alien race, and the only reason Arnold got away is because he kicked himself with mud because he's using that visor, that heat-detecting visor. I can't, I don't, can't believe I can't remember what it's called right now, but I, I'm blanking on it. I'll remember it eventually. But yes, the fact that he got away from being kicked in mud so he wouldn't appear on the heat-seeking visor was just kind of weird to me. It's always been weird. Also... I know in the first movie it's not established that they're like honorable hunters, but it's kind of sh- it's kind of in a cheapo sense that the predator decides to blow himself up and try to kill Dutch because he lost in a sense in his hunt. You know he got injured, so he's just like I'm <laughs> instead of you know because normally after this movie when a, you a human would kill a predator they would get some kind of weaponry or you know assigned to the clan. Not necessarily a sign, but, you know, they would be honored by the clan or something. This one, he's just going to blow himself up in kind of a dickish move, in my personal opinion. But, I mean, that's really the only nitpicky things I have with it. I mean, for some people, I know it's times are different from now, like now than they were in the 1980s, in 1987. So, some of the language they use might not be really politically correct nowadays, so... If you're kind of on that horse with that and you haven't seen the movie, I would suggest maybe skipping some parts so you don't get offended. Just saying. <laughs> but if you haven't seen this film, you are doing yourself a huge dishonor. Or a disservice, not dishonor. You're doing yourself a huge disservice. And if you're calling yourself an action fan and you haven't seen this, you are definitely, definitely missing out. This is a movie you need to see. It is that great of a film. It Now, like I said before... In the previous podcast, it seems the longer the Predator series went on, really, it kind of just went progressively downhill. Predator 2, not at all, isn't a bad... 
opinion a bad movie but it isn't as good as the first one and the predators is an okay movie in a sense too it's a little bit higher than predator 2 but where predator the predator's faults is um I want to see the original Predator. I don't want to see this subgroup they have of Ultra Predators or whatever they're called. I mean, they're cool. They have a cool design to them. But they just whack the kind of nostalgia factor that the original Predators have compared to the sub... The whatever, Uber Predators, I think they were called for a while. But I think now since the new Predator movie has an Uber one, I think they're just called the Berserkers. I can't remember how that works. Plus, the line delivery in some of it. Like, crap, what is his name? The leader of the group in Predators isn't as charismatic as Arnold was in the original Predator. When they try to use some of the line delivery, it just doesn't work as well as Arnold did it because, you know, Arnold was more charismatic and a little bit more badass. Though... He does, uh, in the movie, he does portray uh, Adrian Brody. Sorry, I just remembered. Adrian Brody is, yes, in the movie, a somewhat badass, but he's just not as badass as Arnold is. So it just kind of falls in those scenes. Like, uh, what was it, like, go on, get out of here? Adrian Brody just doesn't sound right saying it compared to where Arnold did. So, yes, out of I said, or what, sorry, what I've said, that yes, if you haven't seen Predator, you need to definitely go see it or watch it. You know, it's I think in the dollar bin at Walmart. If you want to build, or at least I think you can pick up the collection, which is Predator One, Two, and Predators. I think it's like fifteen bucks at Walmart. Or you know, you could try to find it on Amazon for cheaper. It's really up to you. But yes, it is a definite, almost a ten out of ten for me. Like I said, it's one of my it's one of my fifteen favorite movies of all time. It is a definite watch. All right, with my Predator review getting uh, being out of the way, you know, since I just got it done, the next thing I'm going to talk about is Broforce, the 2D platformer 80s action game. So meet me over in the gaming corner for that. Thank you. Welcome to the Gaming Corner, and today's review is going to be over the aforementioned Proforce, a 2D side-scroll action platformer, in which it lets you play as 80s and early 2000s action heroes, all which have bro hilariously planted somewhere in their name. For example, <laughs> the Rambro, the Brominator, and Brobocop. I mean, if you don't think that's funny, I mean, there's a ton more. I think there's over, I think, 25, maybe 20 different bros and all. And it's anything from Ellen Ripley all the way from Conan, Ellen Ripley to Conan the Barbarian, MacGyver, Blade, Boondock Saints, just anything you can think of, really. And all of them actually are different, and they have their own personalities, which is really cool. Um, for example, uh, the Brominator has a chain gun, like from the movie we know with the minigun, and it has a rapid fire, but his specialty, because each of them have a special move and a special an attack, so his specialty is that he takes off his skin and becomes a Terminator, which his gun doesn't have any recoil, so he can pretty much just straightforward 
gun everything down. Where an example as Rambo has a standard machine gun, but his specialty is he throws grenades as a projectile. Um, another one, what you could say is uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, as a shotgun, so he's up close, but his specialty is that he can throw a grenade that calls in an airstrike, so he can pretty much destroy the environment, which is a key part to the game. Say you're in a pin-down situation because the four next above you has a bunch of men on top of it. You can destroy the four from underneath them, and they can all fall to their deaths. Because there is one thing about this game. You have to be very creative because this game is very, very fucking hard. <laughs> Sorry for the F-bomb, but I have to really, you know... Stick it there. It is very fucking hard. One shot, you're dead. You either go back to the last checkpoint or you go back to the beginning of the level. And some of these levels are pretty lengthy and are filled with enemies to the brim. I'll actually, I don't know if it's because my PlayStation's old because I got it when it, the PS4 launched. But there was actually so much gunfire and stuff blowing up on my screen that I actually experienced a little bit of side lag. That is how much shit goes on in this game. You will die. A lot. It's the name of the game. But no matter how many bullets or explosions they throw at you, you can never keep a good bro down. It is probably one of the best games from a 2D platform that I've played in recent years. I tend... I haven't really played many I think I played Braid, but I mean, I like Braid, but this isn't in the same style where Braid's pretty much, I think, a platform puzzle, uh, a puzzle platformer. This is just straight action. I mean, there's not really many puzzles. It's pretty much move to the right, shoot people, and dodge projectiles, you know, classic. It's pretty much like Contra, I guess you could say. Picture Contra, but with some tighter controls, and instead of just, you know, standard assault rifle and sniper, you know, the standard weaponry they had in that game. You go from anywhere to playing as MacGyver throwing a turkey bomb or, you know, a dynamite with a gum attached to it to Neo from the Matrix running around and punching people. And then when they shoot at you using your bullet time ability to launch the bullets back at them. So there's a little bit more strategic thought process put into this game, whereas compared to Contra, it's very much dodge and shoot and dodge and shoot. There isn't very much I have to say about this game. The enemy variety goes from terrorists to you fight devils, like demons and uh, Satan, to then you fight, I think it's the aliens from um, Alien, of course, you know, the xenomorphs. So, you know, there's variety with enemy types, but they all kind of pretty much act the same. There is a couple hilarious scenes, though, one I will will mention. It's early on in the game, and I think it's when you meet a new enemy called a suicider, which is a suicide bomber, pretty much. They'll just run at you and blow up. But there's this scene where you're, like, walking. It comes out of nowhere. This bomber jumps off a building, and it shows a flashback of his, like, his life. And he's, like, born with two little, like, a black beanie on. And it shows him going through school with a black beanie on, going to college with a black beanie on, finding a wife who also happens to be wearing a black beanie, showing the baby who was wearing a black beanie. And then this, it's just dumb. But as he, you know... Once that comes back, it just shows them in slow motion, missing you, falling behind you into the ground, and then blowing up and completely just missing you altogether. It's just, it's hilarious. There are a few other moments like that throughout the game, but I don't want to spoil them because they're just, they're hilarious. There is, 
This game is a lot, a lot of fun. There is a multiplayer mode, which you can play with people from around the world, and a online competitive mode, or not online, a co-op competitive mode where you and your friend can do couch co-op together, either go through the campaign, or be put in a deathmatch kind of situation where one bullet ends the match, but you can destroy the whole environment around you, and you can pretty much, it lets you pick which hero you want to be from the heroes you've unlocked. So certain heroes are way better, so if you happen to get those, you will kick your friend's ass over and over again. Completely, because there was... I actually played this recently with one of my friends. He picked Conan the Barbarian, I picked Robocop, Robocop special ability... Or not, Robocop, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd's special ability is he can fire a remote-controlled rocket, whereas Conan can slam down his sword and channel the shockwave. Yeah, rocket beats sword every single time. <laughs> Along with that, multiplayer is very difficult. From what I've experienced, though, with multiplayer, playing with other people, is that your guys' lives are all shared. What I think, if I remember, it has been quite a bit since I've played it. I can't really ever find a multiplayer match now. But that's mostly because I play at night. Since I have to work, you know, through, somewhat throughout the days. And in that situation, it from how I remember it is, is it very, it sucked. Because, say you're doing well with you know a team but you get that one bad teammate they die repeatedly you happen to die that one time everybody has to go back so they could waste all your lives by screwing up and then one of you guys accidentally gets taken out or they do i mean they're out of the game until you finish the level but i think if all of your teammates die you're screwed so yes he screws up dies three times you screw up on an accidental mess up you die, and then your other friend dies, you guys go back, and it's all because of that one person that kind of sucks. That's the only thing I don't like about playing online. But other than that, it is a very fun game. I think I picked it up for 10 bucks because I had it was on a PSN sale, and I think the original price is 15 So if you want to play it, it is a very cheap game, and you'll get hours of fun with it. So that is my review for Broforce. I'm going to go to the next segment where I end the show and give you some little bit of movie trivia like I normally do. And kind of give you an idea of what's going to be happening next. I'm going to go and probably save that for the next podcast, which I have to do maybe after this one. But anyways, thank you for listening, and I'll do my outro segment. again at the end of another Real Thoughts with Chris. I want to thank you guys for listening like I normally do. It is a pleasure doing this and having you guys listen and, you know, enjoy this. It'd be helpful if you liked, favorite, shared, subscribed, or, you know, even talk to some of your friends about it just to get some more views on the channel. I am currently talking to Anchor about getting on the iTunes podcast app, so that should be happening with a few weeks. So if you're tired of listening to me on Anchor, you can listen to me on there if that's more convenient for you guys. Now, there are some things I want to talk about in regards to what I'm going to be doing since my wedding is next month, which is one of my favorite months of all time, which is October. I'm going to be trying to do more podcasts throughout the week as kind of like, I want to say like a rip, but if you guys have ever watched Cinemassacre's Monster Madness, in a sense of kind of doing that where... 
instead of doing maybe one podcast a week, I do two podcasts a week and be on a Wednesday and a Friday. Or maybe I'll do two, both double on Friday. So I, you guys can have two new podcasts to listen to on Saturdays. But I want to do it over horror movies since it is, you know, the scariest time of the year. Just because I mostly collect horror movies, as I said, with my first podcast, and I mostly watch classic horror movies, and I do own a very huge collection of them. So I've always loved them. I've always wanted to talk about them, and this gives me the chance to. So I'm debating on doing that. It's kind of one of those things where I want to do it, but with my wedding being around that time, I don't know if I can probably do that every week. I definitely know the third week of October I cannot do that because that is when I'm getting married. The first and second week of October, maybe, and the four, last week of October. As I'm, well, the first two weeks of October is a definitely, and the fourth week of October is a maybe. It just depends. I might be on my honeymoon, so I don't know if I'll be able to do it then. But like I've said, at least the first two weeks is a definite. I'm going to do two podcasts over two different horror movies. They might not become with a game review, but they'll have a longer review I'll try to make it a longer review over the movie itself so we're not listening to, like, a 10-minute podcast. I want to try to make it a little bit longer and stretch it out. Also, another one I've been wanting to talk about doing is I do want to finish my Lord of the Rings trilogy. I want to finish that out. I am currently looking at it, so I should be buying it, all, the whole, all three movies, so I can review Two Towers and Return of the King. That might be put on the back burner for, like I said, October, which is what I'm going to want to do there. Then now the big one that I've been really looking at and trying to work out is that I know the Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out next year. And I want to do a review over every single Godzilla movie leading up to that point. Kind of a celebration for King of the Monsters 2. The only thing is, is right now I'm currently looking at a collection edition that has all 31 movies on it. So, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that if I'm going to do two podcasts a week and double up, do two movies per podcast so you'll get four reviews in total. Or, if I'm going to do, like, just a, depending on how where I'm at at that point, if I do a video review over all the movies in once, it's kind of like a big, giant, massive like two-parter podcast or two-part video review kind of thing. I don't know yet. I'm looking into it right now, currently. But that's one something I want to do for, as you guys know, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. So I'm very excited for that movie, and I'm excited to do something I've actually never done. I have watched all the movies separately, but I've never watched them all, like one right after another, right after another. Just in one big, long kind of marathon, which is what I'm going to do before I review all them, you know, before I review them on the podcast. So I'm in the vein of doing that right now. But to end out the podcast, I'm going to give you guys the bit of movie trivia that I always do. So for the first bit of movie trivia, the movie was originally going to be called Hunter, but was a change to Predator. And it is a reference in the 2018 movie because they had a trailer of it where I, the female doctor is talking to this male doctor about it, about being called a hunter. And he's like, no, we took a vote. We thought Predator was cooler. So they do reference it in the new movie. Also, I didn't even know this one. This one's kind of neat. Predator and Optimus Prime have the same voice. 
They are both vote both voiced by Peter Cullen. I did not know that, and knowing that makes it like a hundred times makes both of them a hundred times cooler. Also, if you didn't know, he also voiced Eeyore on Winnie the Pooh. Yes, the giant <laughs> trucker robot and the deadly alien hunter from another world also voices a depressing donkey on Winnie the Pooh. It's just funny to me. But yes, that is those are the two movie trivia facts or movie facts for today. Check in again for the review over Predator 2 and the PS4 Spider-Man game in my next podcast. Thank you for listening.